MSW Media. Hey, this is Sean James. I love soul music, strong drinks, and talking with Dan Dunn on what we're drinking. Sit for a spill It's time to have some fun Let's do a little thinking Some picking and a drinking But this is what we're drinking With Dan Dunn yeah. <laughs> Many years ago, Caitlin came on Maxim Radio with me mm-hmm. And I'll admit it, she crushed me in a chugging contest. (laughs) Was that on Playboy? On Maxim Radio. On Sirius many years ago. In a chugging contest? What were you chugging? Beer. Beer. And she beat me. Yeah. Yeah, And I talked a ton of shit before we did it. Yeah. Because I just didn't think there was any chance. She knows the tech. You have to have... See, that's not about about gender. That's not about, you know... Technique. uh, it's about it's technique. About technique. Yeah. It's all about tech. Can you open your throat? I've yeah. never seen, and I, wo- and I can. No, I've never seen a woman chug a beer that quickly. Yeah, I mean, I, it was. Um, that's just kind of how I drink beer. Yeah, it wasn't even in competition. You don't form. even. You, that's no. always how it goes down. This for is you? how it goes. Beer and white wine. It's too fast. I'll be honest. It's too fast. I drink it too fast. And Rob, we've had Rob lets me know. We, we talk were, about this. We've had talk. Yeah. yeah, we were talking about this earlier on <laughs> yeah. the show. Rob was saying he drinks every day now because you're pressuring him. Pressuring him? No, please. I'll drink by myself. I don't need you. Yeah, right. Dan is in her presence. In her presence. I like to have a glass of white wine. You need to drink in order to tolerate each other (laughs) every single night, night after night. But there is something comforting about that. You go home and you open a nice bottle of wine. You have a glass of wine. That's drink or scotch or scotch. Oh boy, do I miss the days of going out and having drinks and discussing the opening of throats. The cast of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but someday we'll do it again. I know it. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is our 74th episode of What We're Drinking with Dan on 74, season one. I guess I should start season two at some point. Maybe get me at the imbiber, hit me, come at me. Let me know when I should start season two. Maybe episode 83. Just pick a random number, and that's when we'll start season two. This is season one, and I'm glad to have you here. On episode 74. So while channel surfing the other night, I came across a news report about uh, alleged deleterious effects of alcohol consumption. Yes, yes. It seems a recent article in some publication called Scientific American Mind suggests that hitting the sauce does not kill brain cells, but can damage them, particularly in the cerebellum. Granted, I was several beers in at the time, but booze-addled or not, I can recognize a specious claim when I hear one. So I decided to investigate. Pretty sure I studied the brain in high school biology class. For the life of me, I couldn't recall anything about the cerebellum. After Googling it, I discovered it's part of the brain that controls memory and learning retention. Shut up, Google. Anyway, where was I? Oh yeah, while channel surfing the other night, I came across a news report about alleged deleterious effects of alcohol... This beer glass is empty again. Hold up. So as you can imagine, such damning charges levied against the substance that is the very foundation of both my livelihood and dating life made me depressed. Coincidentally, the TV news report also cited that 
as a byproduct of booze consumption. The report concluded with an ominous warning about several other medical conditions related to drinking, including dementia, psychosis, and Wernicke-Korsakoff syndrome, which sounds like something dreamed up by the dude that made human centipede. This TV report required immediate attention. I had to do something about it right away. So I changed the channel. A sitcom called The Neighborhood was on CBS. Now, accepting NFL games in 60 minutes, I watch CBS about as often as the Pope watches you porn, which is to say once every couple of weeks or so. Not to disparage anyone who enjoys CBS's regular primetime programming, it's just that I personally find their lineup to be a bit out of touch with my tastes, most likely because I'm no longer living in a managed care facility. Now, The Neighborhood is a show about a white Midwestern family who moves to a predominantly black neighborhood in Los Angeles. Now, I wasn't expecting a nuanced debate over race relations or urban planning on a CBS sitcom, but I also figured the setup was promising enough that there would be some redeeming value to this show. But I figured wrong. It took all of three minutes to thoroughly convince me that no amount of alcohol could induce more brain damage than an episode of The Neighborhood. As proof, I offer the following. Calvin, what's going on? You need backup? I got my beat-down pants. Go back inside. It's just Dave. What is going on out here? And why does Tina have her beat-down pan? Calvin, just let me do this for you. Oh, you want to do something for me? Then I'll do something for you. What is he doing? I don't know, but it's going to be stupid. She wasn't lying either. She was not lying. It was stupid. The neighborhood makes two broke girls seem like arrested development, okay? No, but seriously, I challenge you to watch an episode and then enjoy a picture of martinis and then hit me up at The Imbiber on Twitter or Instagram and tell me honestly which one made you feel more stupid. Now, the neighborhood is followed by a program called Bob Hart's Abishola, which seems to be a very well-meaning program. Nonetheless, it has been scientifically proven to have the same effect on the brain chugging an entire bottle of Jägermeister, smashing the empty bottle over your head, and then using one of the thick shards of broken glass to lobotomize yourself. If you could still tie your shoes after that, congratulations, you get to be a writer on Bob Hart's Abishola. Remember, CBS was also home to Two and a Half Men, which for many years had the distinction of being both the highest rated sitcom on television and proof positive that our species is descended from apes. The show is so mind-numbingly moronic that when given a choice between a humiliating public flameout and phoning it in on Two and a Half Men for upwards of $2 million an episode, Charlie Sheen chose the flameout, and not one person in America blamed him. Not that CBS is the worst offender, mind you. Uh, remember ABC's Splitting Up Together? What's that? You don't? Well, then you must have blinked last fall. But trust me, in terms of potential harmless effects on the human body, it was the television programming equivalent of Nicolas Cage in Leaving Las Vegas. Now, I'm no neurosurgeon. There's no way you can convince me that downing a 12-pack of Natty Light every day for an entire year could possibly wreak any more cognitive damage than a 90-day fiancé marathon on TLC. Don't believe me? Show him, Big Ed. I've never, ever shared a room with my girlfriend and her father in my life. But there's a tropical storm outside, and I'm stuck. You're not believing? You're, you're here? 
I cannot believe I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Oh, yeah. So, in short, I submit to you, Scientific American Mind, if that even is your real name, that the genuine hazard here is not booze, but TV. If we as a nation didn't drink so much television, we'd all have much more time to watch liquor. Or maybe I have that backwards. Quality over quantity. That was my point. Jesus, I need another beer. And can someone remind my assistant to remind me not to podcast when Love Island is on? There's only so much gray matter to go around. Folks, I've never admitted this on the show before, but I'm a guy. Yeah, it's true. And as a guy, I'm here to tell you that so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair. That's why when we get into our 20s and 30s and start noticing the first signs of hair loss, it definitely feels like panic time. Because let's face it, no guy is ever ready to go bald. Thankfully, now there's Keeps, the simple and easy way to keep your hair. You used to have to go to the doctor's office for your hair loss prescription. Now, thanks to Keeps, you can visit a doctor online and get hair loss medication delivered right to your home. They make it easy and deliver your medication every three months, so you can say goodbye to pharmacy checkout lines and awkward doctor visits. Keeps treatments typically take between four to six months to see results, so it's important to act fast. The sooner you start using Keeps, the more hair you'll save. Treatments start at just $10 per month. Plus, for a limited time, you can get your first month free. That's right, free. How? Well, if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash drinking. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash drinking to receive your first month of treatment for free. Take care of your hair, and your hair will take care of you. One of the other things I've been doing during quarantine, besides watching TV and drinking and recording new ad spots, come on, everybody, support Keeps. Do it. Support them. It supports us. But I've been cleaning out my booze supply. I've been doing this for a long time, writing about drinking, talking about drinking, just covering the adult beverage beat. So I get a lot of alcohol sent to me, and I've got a whole garage full of this stuff. And I mean, some of it's been in there, you know, a long time. So I went out and I was going through and I, boy, I found some interesting stuff. That's for sure. Um, one of the one was a, a concoction that Southern Comfort rolled out called Fiery Pepper. It was a combination of their patented peach and whiskey flavored liqueur and Tabasco sauce. So I actually Googled it and there was a guy, uh, the VP at the time named Mark Bacon, and he believed, quote, that this uh, SoCal Fiery Pepper, quote, will challenge consumer senses and fire up the night. Now, he neglected to add, and possibly induce a nasty case of morning after fire ass ho! Now, mass-produced infusions are nothing new, and since that uh, fiery pepper came out, there's been way more. There's a lot of them coming out all the time. And I'm not a fan by any stretch, but I understand their utility in the marketplace, as well as the consumer appeal, particularly among entry-level drinkers who don't know any better. Still, the Southern Comfort one bothered me because that brand always maintained at least a modicum of street cred among serious drinkers. And so I tried it again, and my first thought upon trying was, why did they do this? My next thought, incidentally, was, when the hell did I become the Andy Rooney of Booze Reportage? Google Andy Rooney out there. Google him. He was an important figure. Anyway, I'm not saying that mixing SoCo with Tabasco is a bad idea. On the contrary, the pairing has a certain appeal. It does. Particularly if you happen to be, say, in a fraternity at Mississippi State. 
What I am saying is that the existence of a product such as this suggests that there are an alarming number of truly lazy motherfuckers in this world. It's not like hot sauce is prohibitively expensive or hard to find, right? And I think most reasonable people would agree that spicing up the hooch yourself with a dash or two straight from the bottle beats a prefab blend whipped up in some laboratory somewhere. So that pretty much leaves convenience as Fiery Pepper's raison d'etre. It's a product targeted at the hordes of feeble mouth breathers who are apparently so indolent that the amount of exertion required to shake a goddamn bottle of Tabasco is too much to handle. Make no mistake, these booze-swilling sloths really are out there. In force, how else to explain the enormous popularity of past products like Bud Light Lime, ready-made cocktails, and the Coors Light cold-activated can, which turns blue to let you know when you've officially stopped trying. A core principle of salesmanship is convincing people they need something that they, in fact, do not. The more shit we covet, the more cash the shit shillers pocket. So you can bet your snuggies and clappers and dustmock slippers that our opportunistic corporate enablers will continue to do everything in their power to facilitate our languorous slouch towards inertness. We're living in an age defined by the marketing slogan, there's an app for that. And it stands to reason that unless we resist the temptation to allow computers and gadgets and booze companies to do everything for us, we're destined to become the fat, lazy, and stupid leisure addicts from the space station in Wally. Well, I say enough is enough. Thanks, but no thanks, Anheuser-Busch. We can squeeze our own damn limes into our beer and trust our senses to determine when the optimum drinking temperature has been reached. And while we're at it, Anyone over the age of 21 who hasn't mastered the art of pouring shouldn't be drinking alcohol in the first place. So take those fucking Vortex bottles and stick them up your ass. As for Southern Comfort, well, interestingly enough, drinking it for this podcast has helped me discover a newfound appreciation for a spirit that, frankly, I've neglected for many years. Not the fiery pepper, mind you. I'm talking about original SoCo, served the way God intended, in an Alabama slammer. It's a drink that gives you all the drunk with only half the morning after fire ass. What do we have here? Ah, yes, Mac Weldon. Oh, how I love me some Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon is a premium men's essential brand that believes in smart design and premium fabrics. You probably heard about their industry-leading underwear. Hell, I'm wearing a pair right now. There's so much more than just an underwear company. They really are one-stop shop for men's basics of all kinds. From socks to shirts to hoodies to their new adjustable Storm Chaser rain jacket, Mack Weldon's wares really are the longest-lasting, highest-quality items on the market. They believe in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. I went to MacWeldon.com recently ordered a whole bunch of stuff. Took me 10 minutes and now I'm rocking a killer new basics wardrobe. I got some 18-hour jersey crew neck undershirts, a couple of pairs of A sweatshorts, and no-show socks. And Mac Weldon really does value its loyal customers. That's why they've created the Weldon Blue Loyalty Program. Here's how it works. Create an account. It's totally free. Level 1, place an order for any amount, and never pay for shipping again. 
Level 2, once you purchase $200 worth of products from Mack Weldon, not only will you continue to receive free shipping, but you will also start saving 20% on every order you make for the next year. Oh, and Level 2 also grants you access to new products before they're released to anyone else, as well as free gifts added to future orders. And now, Mack Weldon has a special offer for you, What We're Drinking listeners. For 20% off a first order, your first order, visit MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code DRINKING. They want you to be comfortable, so if you don't like your first pair of underwear, you can keep it, and they'll still refund you no questions asked. Mack Weldon's mission is simple, to make sure all your basics and beyond are smartly designed and that shopping for them is easy and convenient. And I personally promise you this, Mack Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. No, I tell you something. He doesn't really get hungover. I, I don't get, I've never had a problem with hangovers, but, but part of that is because I don't drink a bunch of sugar. Honestly, I tried that. That's bullshit. No, it's not. I'll tell you something. Well, bet. for you, but for me, I'm, I've gone okay. the, the vodka, the fucking just, really? just vodka thing. Well, I'll tell you. It's you about know, how much you're drinking. The secret, the secret really is drinking top shelf liquor yeah. and mixing it with tons of water. You gotta the, hide best, the best drunk is to drink tequila all night, top shelf tequila all night, and do it in shots and drink water all night. Do you get worried? You hear that? You hear that, America? You hear that, America? If you're listening out there. Top shelf. Top shelf, baby. Then go home and sleep in your hyperbolic chamber. (laughs) (laughs) Get your transfusion. Well, everyone everyone has has a hyperbolic chamber, and everyone has the... uh, Oh, I don't know if you know who's listening to my show. It's like fucking... When we we used to do the show live... We used to do it live, and all the phone calls would be seemingly like... All these truck, truck drivers yeah. in Kansas, and they just yeah. can't wait uh, to but, call in. But listen, Dan, can I make? Yeah. I want to make something very, very clear. Yes, because because what I, what I don't want I don't want the perception to be oh Glenn Howardson he went to Hollywood he he they got a TV show he used to be a degenerate chain Juilliard graduate, <laughs> but he used to but now now that he's got all this money and he's this Hollywood guy that he's like Tons cleaned up his diet and all this Tons kind of, of shit. Good looking, that nice I wardrobe. Was, I was always this way. I was always like, I mean, before Rob and I even did the show, before I even had money, I was doing the best I could to eat healthy, and you know, not drink a bunch, not eat a bunch of sugar. And I, so I have always been a douchebag in that respect. What some people would consider to be douchey, what I would consider to be a, a responsible denizen oh, of oh. the earth. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I mentioned that I missed going to bars and hanging out with the Always Sunny in Philadelphia crew. Sigh. But I'm keeping busy here at the homestead i'm reading reading a book called utopia avenue right now by david mitchell who wrote cloud atlas it's a it's a really good book i'm about 100 pages in it's about a fictional band set in london in the late 60s uh, i'm really enjoying it I, I again i mentioned earlier when i did my rant i've been watching some tv i've been going through my old booze supply i miss concerts i miss music but i am discovering a lot of music while i'm home and I've been listening lately to a kid, and I say a kid because he is a kid, named Gene Dawson. Gene Dawson, the young artist, he's on a label called Handwritten Records, and I think this kid's got it, man. He's, he's got the goods, and I'm going to take you out. This is going to be a short episode today. We're gearing up. I got, I got some big ones coming up. We got Jason Aldean coming. Hopefully Lars Ulrich from Metallica is going to happen soon. All kinds of stuff. And I also invite you to go back and check out the recent episodes we did on the top 10 most important cocktails ever. Both of those episodes were a huge hit. 
And you can find info on that, some videos at The Imbiber on Instagram. That's T-H-E-I-M-B-I-B-E-R. Same on Twitter. I'm going to be doing the Adam Carolla show again. I'm on there, you know, regularly once a month. And I believe that's going to be on the 17th or 18th, right around there. We're doing an episode or a segment on martinis on the Corolla show. So you got to tune in for that. I'll give you the exact word on that date, but uh, I know it's in about a week and a half, two weeks. So Corolla martinis. But again, getting back to what I've been listening to and what I'm going to take you out with on this episode is a new song from this artist by the name of Gene Dawson. And that's what I'm going to leave you with, guys. Thank you for tuning in to What We're Drinking, and we'll catch you next time. Mystery Bear, will you wait on me? Mystery Bear, let's play hide and seek. Mystery Bear, I see you watching me. Mystery Bear, you're a guarantee. Death.